There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, neither do I. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Power Chord Hour podcast. Hope you're doing well out there wherever you're listening. I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, as always, welcoming you to yet another episode of the show. I can't believe we're 21 episodes in, 23 if you uh, count the two bonus episodes I've put up so far. If you uh, have not heard those, they're, they're old. I say old, but they're really like, like one's a year old, one's two years old. So, I mean, you know... Pretty, I mean, pretty modern, I, I would say overall, but uh, some interviews that I've done on the Power Chord Hour radio show long before we were a podcast I've been putting up here, so if you've not checked those out, those don't really count as episodes in my eyes, those are like bonus episodes, but uh, yeah, those throwback ones are in the feed, you should go check them out, Michael Beinhorn, a, a very famous producer, I mean, produced like every big rock record of the 90s, I mean, Soul Asylum, Hole, Soundgarden, Social Distortion, Violent Femmes, Corn. um, co-wrote Herbie Hancock's uh, Rocket, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. He, he's produced like everyone and every big like rock record that came out in the 90s. His name is probably in those uh, liner notes if you go look. And then we did just release on uh, last Thursday there. If you're an audio karate fan, go check it out. Jason Camacho, we had him on, guitarist of audio karate. We had him on two years ago for the 100th episode of the radio show, and it kind of coincided. It wasn't like the same day, but it was like the same week as uh, Audio Karate's album Space Camp turned 16, so it was kind of like a, uh, you know, kind of like a double anniversary there. But I just released that last Thursday because that was the actual day of uh, Space Camp's anniversary turning 18. Such a great pop punk record. If you've uh, never checked that out, go do and, uh, you know, if you are an audio karate fan, go check out that uh, interview that I put back up or that I put up last Thursday. Like I said, that was on the radio show two years ago. This is the first time it's on the podcast, though. And uh, we probably will be having him very soon. I, uh, I was talking to Jason. He said he was down to come back on. I had a blast with him last time. And, uh, you know, so he will probably be coming on very soon. So be on the lookout for that as well. I love audio karate is such an underrated like like if you want something right now, if you're listening to this and, you know, I. I so many of us are just, you know, sitting at home right now, just so bored, find, you know, like looking for things to do, just anything. And, uh, you know, I mean, if you're looking for good music that maybe you missed when it came out, Audio Karate is like such an underrated pop punk band. Like, I mean, Space Camp for one, but really Lady Melody. Like, that record is on another level. And even calling them a pop punk band for uh, Lady Melody, or even calling that record a pop punk record, is almost like a disservice to it because you ju you can't put your thumb on what that record is. We talked a little bit about it in uh, that interview with Jason, and uh, we'll probably talk about it a whole lot more next time he's on. But uh, you know that that record, there's just something about it where it's like, like, God damn, like you can't figure out what it is. It's like, I mean, sure, there's like pop punk elements to it, but it's like you're gonna listen to that thing and tell me it's just a straight up pop punk record? Like, no way. Like it it is way more than that. And I mean, I I don't even know that the uh, that the dudes in audio karate can like pinpoint, you know, like what it is besides just a really, really good record. But uh, yeah, go check out those. And uh, yeah, this is episode 21. And uh, speaking of repeat guests, talking about having Jason back on tonight's guest, or whenever you're listening to this guest, is uh, Jeff Cadill of uh, Game Face. And I had him on back in 2018, two years ago on the radio show. Really, really quick interview. We just had him on for like 
I think we talked like 14, 15 minutes. Um, at the time, he was putting out his side project, Broken Trophy, with uh, Josh from uh, Yellow Card and his other friend from uh, the UK, and they were uh, all doing it remotely, kind of, kind of like what people are doing right now. They they were they were ahead of the curve. Uh, you know, every everybody uh, recording from from uh, their homes and sending it to each other. But uh, yeah, we we had them on. They did a great great cover of Jawbreakers Want. And uh, we just kind of talked about that uh, game face playing with Jawbreaker back in the day, all all that stuff. That was a few years ago. It was just a real quick interview, and uh, I was really excited to talk to him again for this one because we got we got in depth. I mean, you know, last time we talked like 14, 15 minutes, and it was fun. I mean, it, it wasn't like it was like you know cut short or anything because it was bad. It was just it was supposed to be a short, just real quick for the radio show. Like we had we had other stuff on that episode, and it was kind of like you know just just part of it. It's like okay, you know, we'll, we'll have him on do a little conversation. Um, in the beginning, but this one, this one I loved. I mean, obviously, this one is uh, more centered around Jeff and uh, you know the history of Game Face, what he's up to. I mean, just his career in general. You know what I mean? It's kind of more of a retrospective and uh, a retrospective, and also a look forward. You know, we're also looking at what he's doing now. I, I don't want to make it sound like because Jeff is Jeff is a busy man. Even when I had him on uh, two years ago, I mean, like even even in that quick interview, it's like he had so much going on, like you know, different bands. I think he was about to go play. Maybe like Japan with Game Face, I want to say. They're about to go on a, like a Japan tour. Like, so he's doing stuff with Game Face. He's doing stuff with Broken Trophy. He's doing solo stuff. Like, he is a busy, busy man and a very active musician, which, uh, you know, you should definitely go support, including a time like this. But uh, I'm going to shut up now. We're going to get into it because this is a uh, this is a really good interview. I think if you're a, if you're a game face fan, just because Jeff Jeff gets into it, you know, Jeff doesn't really hold anything back. I felt like uh, he gave a really, really good interview. So, I mean, me as a game face fan, I learned a lot. So I'm hoping that you learned something from this as well. Um, you know, and maybe you're even new to the band. So, I mean, definitely check it out. I'll play you some game face after, you know, I'm, I'm here to make some new fans for game face. And, uh, you know, also hopefully you're a fan already and you're here to check this out. So without further ado, here's my interview with Jeff Cadill of game face right here on the power Chord hour podcast right now on the power Chord hour, we're talking to game face frontman and solo artist, Jeff Cadill. And we're going to be talking about Game Face's 1995 release, Three to Get Ready, as well as 2000's Always On. Talk about Game Face and uh, what Jeff is currently working on. He's always working on something. So, uh, Jeff, man, how are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, well, like we were saying, every day is different, but every day is the same. It it is yeah we 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 were uh, we were just talking about that and yeah we're we're kind of in that weird spot now where it's it's been going on a while and it's like yeah, yeah getting getting real uh, just a lot of the same as far as uh, you know like like what are you doing you kind of doing like music stuff to keep you occupied right now like how are you kind of spending your time at the moment yeah I I mean early on like when we because California you know we got kind of got sent to our rooms. Uh, in mid March, so that the first thing, and and my my job, I was very fortunate. I have a job that I can completely work at home. I you know I do graphic design, so it's it was easy to move the office at home. So I was here, but the thing that I was trying to do on a at least like a I guess a bi bi weekly basis is I would. You know, and something that I, I had never never really done much before. I'm not really like that great at social media, but I I wanted to do something for everyone was at home and 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 so and I I, I um at least a a couple of videos a week, just playing a song, playing an old song, and so that would that kind of like lasted about six weeks or so, 
and I didn't I didn't want to keep that up. So um, the thing I'm doing now, just it's more just for fun. Um, I love Instagram, and so if you if if you're on Instagram and you've messaged me at at, at any point, I'll sometimes respond to an old message and just say, Hey, give me a song or name a song, any song and whatever song that this person names, that's the one, that's the one that I play. And I'll send them just a direct message with, with the video, just me playing maybe a verse and a chorus, but it's been fun. People have been coming up with some uh, pretty creative songs. And a lot of, a lot of times I'll have to go and search out the chords and, and, and spend a little time like learning the song. But Anyhow, that's what I've been doing just to keep keep it positive. That, um, and then, uh, well, then the uh, the uh, I guess you know I mentioned the first like six weeks I, I was recording all these videos, but we compiled all I guess I think there's just I think there's just twelve, but we we compiled all the all the audio from these videos and gave it a pretty decent mastering, and so that is a basically it's the cheapest and coolest acoustic album i've ever made <laughs> so um it actually sounds really good like i'm i i don't know why i've bothered with fancy studios all you know <laughs> throughout the years because it has like a really cool i mean it's exactly what it is it's just me playing songs in various areas of, of my home but it sounds quite cool so that would that was kind of cool and then and and um I was able to make a pretty good size donation to a few, um, you know, great charities that are they're, they're kind of helping out around this time from all the the money that came from that. Oh, that, that's really cool. And I mean, like like you were just talking about this, and I, I was thinking of it while you were saying it, including as uh, you know, we get into some of these like older uh, Game Face records in the interview. But it's like, how crazy is that? that like you probably didn't like I, I'm imagining like when you were doing those videos and going on there like you weren't doing anything super crazy I mean we were using like one mic like when you were recording oh these. no yeah no it, I was using my iPhone yeah, yeah like <laughs> it, it's it's just it, it and it sounds it's yeah it sounds it sounded pretty good like when you I mean it sounds fine for the video but even when we just extracted the audio and just listened to it as as if it were you know, a, a, a decent, you know, if pretending it was just a decent microphone in a room, it's, it's, it, it holds up. It's, you know, and, and, and you know, and I definitely wanted to, wanted, didn't want to like overdo it, add all kinds of effects and reverb or anything, but it, dev, it definitely holds up as a live sounding microphone, you know, guy with a guitar in a room playing. It, it's, yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm definitely, I have, no problems with that being out in the world now it's it's it sounds good no that, that's cool and i mean the fact you can even do it that way i mean is mind but even 10 years ago i don't know that you could do that off you know a phone you know like your cell phone oh, yeah. microphone like you know think about how it would have sounded even you know 10 years yeah. ago it's it's insane Definitely. that you for can, sure you know for sure. you can put together this whole like live album basically just by yeah. doing that yeah. And, and then the people, like you said, which I think is so cool. I mean, people people had to be freaking out when you were doing that, but like hitting them up and like asking them for requests like that. Have there been any songs <laughs> that like you forgot about or like couldn't even like you had to go, like, oh, I don't even remember writing that one. Like, I better go listen to that again. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there was a, there, there was a few like you know, kind of the, the go back in the game face catalog, and then, and then 
I, I'm, I'm not even limiting limiting it to songs that I wrote. Like people are people. Someone asked me to play. Um, uh, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Nice. Which was which was pretty fun to to do my like my sort of like uh, jangly uh, you know alt country version of it. But yeah, that <laughs> so um, yeah, it's 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 been it's been fun and and I like I I've been sort of resistant to to really use the like the Instagram live thing and all that stuff I I just didn't really see a need for it for me for like a, a almost 50 year old man to really embrace all that but now the circumstances are so different and I really feel like however we can connect at all is is good you know and so I've kind of gotten over my it's just my you know my sort of you know uh misgivings about you know embracing all this all this new you know new like you know this is a, this is supposed to be for for the for the kids the young kids but i'm I'm glad that every, you know everyone's you know all my parent you know my parents are using zoom and all you know it's 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 fine it, given the circumstances it's 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 great so um so yeah so that's that's kind of how i've been been dealing and, and connecting and, and trying to stay positive and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. And I mean, I, I think releasing the album, you know, putting those out like in album form too is a great idea because that's a, everyone's doing the Instagram live thing and all that. Cause you're right. I mean, that's, that's what you have to do right now. But what a lot of people aren't doing is like that, like preserving it. So I think that's a really smart idea. A lot of these are yeah. real quick, like, cause how many people, you know, if you do that once, I mean, that's cool, but you know, however, the handful of people who watch it, that may be the only people ever see that. So that's a, I think right, it's a great idea right. preserving yeah, it I like mean, there, that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely beauty in it, in it being like a, just a one shot thing. Like if you saw it, you saw it, but it's gone in 24 hours or whatever. And I think that, that that's cool. But I was thinking after, you know, a few weeks into these videos and, and people's reaction to it and, st- and, and stuff. And I thought that it, it would make a great time capsule because we are going to look back at this time and go, what the hell, you know, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's certainly, you know, it's, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest like moment in, in our, 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 you know, our history. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you, you definitely, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. That's, that's definitely for sure. So, I mean, as we get into this, you know, we're going to get into uh game faces records and whatnot, but I want to, I do want to start at the beginning real quick and looking back, you know, at the start of the band, what was your local scene like? Like when Game Face first started out, were there venues to play? Were there bands to play with? What did that look like um, for you guys? Yeah, we, let's see, we were, well, our first a couple of shows that we did were just backyard parties. And which was kind of like, there wasn't really a scene. It was just like whoever we knew that was doing, you know, that, that, could, that would, would, you know, that would, would that would do it that would you know that would have us play but then our first sort of our first real um introduction to the to what you know what became like this the sort of southern california punk hardcore scene you know and, and we and, uh, and and we know that we sort of hovered around the outskirts of of that like we were kind of we want we 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 loved punk and hardcore, but we certainly weren't playing, you know, the most punkish music. We even had you know T-shirts early on that said "unpunk," <laughs> but 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 we you know but we loved that scene. So our first introduction to that scene was a it was a garage show, but it was a garage show 
with Inside Out, which was um, Zach De La Rocha's band before Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and Farside. Farside also played our, our good good buddies. You know, we ended up you know touring with them and doing you know being very good friends with them later on. But um, but yeah, we it, and that was like like just a small scene in Orange County with a lot of all these hardcore bands like No For an Answer and Instead and um, Hard Stance and all, you know a lot of bands that you know they ended up you know p- you know putting out records and being sort of monumental in that sort of straight edge Orange County punk scene. But that was our first introduction there, and then once kind of getting in the door there, and being able to put out a record, or you know at least you know make a demo and you know get and start getting music out there, then then our our our, our opportunities kind of opened up to like a little a little more broad. Like you know we started playing because it was the early '90s, and we started playing shows with like ska bands and and and. Uh, we, 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 you know, we kind of went from punk to hardcore to ska to sometimes even just like, you know, rock bands and stuff. So we kind of rode between, but early on, um, and then I guess I'm, 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 lo- I'm losing where I, where I was in, in, <laughs> in the chronology of it all. But, um, we, yeah, after, you know, doing the garage thing and kind of, kind of sticking with it, you know, with, with that scene, there was a club that was in Long Beach called Toe Jam, and that was the kind of the big deal. That was kind of the center of of our scene. Like all the bands, like we played there with. We, I mean, we had a show with with Green Day there actually. Oh, nice. Um, who, um, and Sublime, and all these you know big big bands that you know ended up they ended up being huge. The Offspring and all the, the you know they we we all all played there, and it was like the big. Orange County place to play. It was just a, a, around for a couple of years, maybe from like 90 to 92. But that was, yeah, that was kind of the beginning for us to sort of like get our foot in the door for the, you know, for that sort of Orange County punk alternative scene. It was, you know, it, 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 and it, you know, as we know, it, it just blew up from there. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I would, I was including in that decade. I mean, yeah, the 90s, that was, that was yeah. huge for that, for that scene. Yeah. And then, yep. like, how far in, how far into a starting game phase were you guys kind of always like, you know, just kind of starting it more for fun and stuff? Or, I mean, was this when you started game phase? Was it kind of like, hey, we want to get signed, we want to tour nationally, or did that come a little later? Well, it, it was all, it was always for fun. It was always for fun, and even the touring was still for fun. It was like we, we, we you know, we never really thought of it as a career or, or thought of it as. But I mean, it's, but but as things started to move, we did, you know, and we saw a lot of our peers, you know, a lot of people, our peers were signing to major labels. And because that was the time where it, it was all happening, we definitely thought, oh, maybe maybe we could maybe we could do this. But we'd never it was never really the goal. It wasn't the goal for sure. And I just yeah, I just never saw I never really saw that happening. I thought that if we could make it out with you know, with a, a pretty decent reputation of a, you know, an indie rock band and, and, and we could stay around for a long time, that would be enough for me. And so, um, we did, you know, we did, did, you know, we definitely never made it huge or whatever, but I think we, we went as far as I thought we were going to go. And that's completely, completely cool with me. 
Oh, that's all. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you, uh, I feel, I feel like that's the most you can ask for in a band. I mean, if you're happy with, with where you're at, what you've accomplished and everything, I, I feel like that's like the best place to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's hard just to, for a band to stay around, like, you know, put out more than a couple of records and, and, you know, and just still kind of like each other after a while. And, 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 <laughs> and we definitely had our, I mean, we, we broke up in early to the early two thousands and we didn't speak for quite quite a while after they, you know we we it took a lot of you know uh, ice melting and whatnot to kind of just <laughs> get get back together in i think it was in 2012 when we got back together but um yeah it's hard it's it, it, i think i think it's harder than people you know give credit for it's 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 you know it's a it's a it's a marriage you know to multiple people and personalities and the, the 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 guys that we were when we started the band that's not the guys we are now you know and and, and you, you never know you never know you know how that's all gonna how that's all gonna move but um yeah i'm 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 definitely happy and proud of of what we were able to do it definitely didn't get us huge or famous or or whatever but i mean it i, I definitely have no no regrets about you know what we've done and 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 uh you know just our our small legacy because we you know we, we, i think we're a small band but we we mean a lot to a small group of people and, and that's that's really you know that's enough for me that that's cool and i i think like like for me i mean i i discovered you guys probably I don't know to that like like I'd always heard the name like I, I feel like I've always heard of you guys which is a good thing too because I feel like I always heard you in regards to of like influence like I feel like you guys have influenced a lot of great bands and then with that going oh man I gotta go check this band out like I like this band and you guys did yeah, that, that. Which, which that's huge I think that to me because that lasts a lot longer than any kind of you can have like one or two songs and people forget about you in 10 years right. if in 10 15 years people are like oh yeah we're a band because of game face or hey you know this album did this for me it's like that yeah. to me there, there has to be more to that than you know okay yeah we're flashing the pan for you know 10 minutes in the 90s yeah I I, I do I think that's really cool to hear um um, it, it, it's it's tough to get to, to not get jealous because of the, you know the wave of of bands that came after us, any number of, of bands like uh, Newfound Glory, Saves the Day, Yellow Card, like all the band Get Up Kids, like all the bands that were just a little bit younger than us, and they may cite us as a influence, and that's awesome. But it's it, but it's it, it is hard to kind of see some of those bands like just get so many times bigger than you, you ever ever thought you know we, we, we ever could but um but yeah when all is said and done i mean yeah to to, to be an influence is is is, is great but it, yeah like i said it's hard it's hard to sometimes it's hard to watch you know a lot, a, but what are you gonna do so then kind of kind of going back there you know you uh you guys were a band for for a few years you put out good in uh, 93 i believe correct yeah okay yeah. and then so when we got to three to get ready that one comes out in 1995 that was your second record your first on dr strange how did you guys end up signing with uh, dr strange um that that's a i, I mean we let's see between well between a lot of history between good and three to get ready um are we you know we had our original lineup that we recorded good and 
between 93 and 95 or really 93 94 um our our uh, original drummer uh he committed suicide and it was kind of, it kind of threw us all you know obviously the band in 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 disarray but just as as people and as friends and it was kind of a as you would imagine a really really tough time and we didn't really know what the hell was going on and um we decided after a while that we the best thing that we could do you know for just for us for the band for for us as people as friends was to say you know try to keep the band together use um you know writing songs as therapy and you know as a way of sort of you know uh mourning and and, and um growing and and you know and, and, and trying to use it as a way to stay to keep our friend close um bob our original drummer and during that time we were you know we weren't really doing anything but i was writing a lot a lot of songs and i remember i was living alone in this small you know this, this one room sort of a not not necessarily even an apartment it was like a the back house of a of a house or the back room of a house and i was writing songs and i and i didn't know we didn't really know what the next move was but i got a letter i got an actual written letter in the mail um where we did game face did it was from bill the founder and owner of dr strange records and it was super nice and he said hey i don't know what your plans are and, I, and i'm really sorry to hear about bob and i know that's got to be difficult but i i love your band and if you if and when you decide to um you know make another move i'd love to to help whether that's putting out your record or just however i can be of assistance and i thought that was like the just the coolest thing that we could have gotten you know it was it was just a gift in 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 all ways and he ended up being like the nicest dude and um so yeah that was the beginning of our relationship with with bill and dr strange records and he so they put out three to get ready and you know a couple singles an ep and all you know and we did we did a lot of stuff with them during during that time but um yeah, that's kind of where how that all began. He he just was trying to be trying to reach out and just and 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 he, you know and it, I don't even know if it really was thinking that he was going to try to like put out a record. I, I genuinely feel like he was just wanted to reach out and just say, hey, you know, I'm I'm sorry to hear this and and I really you know I really like your band and yeah that that's kind of where that's that's where it started with him. Oh, that's right. I mean, that, that definitely speaks volumes uh, of the guy. And I, I did not I did not realize that about your drummer. Actually, I never I uh, never knew that that had to I mean, that did that had to be very, very tough on the band. I mean, you guys were so young and every everything. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was certainly you know, like those are the I was talking the other day, like to someone. Those are those years like we were like, you know, early. I mean, I was like maybe 20 maybe maybe 20 I, I i i don't even know the math at this point but um but yeah like everything is so like everything is so amplified at that age you know like all your emotions you're just running so hot on you know the the, the highs and the lows and 
and throw that in there, which is just a gnarly thing to deal with at, at any any age. Um, that was it was it was rough. And you know, and if you you know, if you definitely if you read deeper into the uh, Three to Get Ready album, the whole album is, you know, is is a lot dealing with 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 that. You know, with 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 uh, you know, getting 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 on after this big tragedy. So. Um, but yeah, but the, 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 that record it was it was a big one, and it spoke to a lot of people, and um, we definitely connected with a lot of people that year because of the record and because of that that story, and and it, it was a big it was a big deal. It was a big deal for us for sure, but it made it made it made an impression on people, and I'm thankful for it. And it sucks that it had you know they, that that's the way it came for us to lose a friend, but it definitely it uh it definitely you know put us out there to connect with all these these people who would who you know would just would be great supporters of the of the band and and friends for for decades long after and you you did mention like you know kind of kind of uh getting getting it to be a little bit therapeutic you know like like writing songs and whatnot for the record as far as going in when you guys went to record it though i mean was that was that difficult in the beginning i mean i i can imagine this had to be like you said too i mean the a it's never easy but i mean at your age and everything too being that young being still only a few years in the band i mean was that hard at all to record those songs after they were written yeah yeah i mean yeah, it it was weird. I mean, I think everyone everyone kind of dealt with it in their own way, but it, it like we there was certainly some you know, we certainly some some feelings to kind of get get past in order just to to think, you know, just to kind of do the work and and, and you know, and make something make something cool. But yeah, it was it was it was strange, you know, every time you every time you put on your guitar and you look at the at the drum set you know, every time we practice or every time we, you know, do anything, it's, 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 it, it was there. It was always there. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. No, that had, that'd be tough, man. You know, um, when, when you guys went in to record it, um, where did you guys end up recording? Was it, did you do it in Southern California? Yeah. Yeah. Like I would, yeah. Most of our, our good and three to get ready were recorded at the same studio. I think, maybe even cupcakes the ep i think uh, everything up to everything yeah everything up to cupcakes was recorded at a studio in orange california it's called for the record a lot of bands of that time and uh, you know of that you know that time and place that was that was the the spot that was like the the place where all basically all the bands from our scene and from that time period that's where we recorded. But after that, like once we kind of got a little more, oh well, in our in our heads, a little more pro, then we started kind of venturing out and finding other studios and working with people that you know had di- different ideas. But that was our, our our local our local place, and, and and it was great. And that's where that's where we met. Well, E, who recorded his, he goes by E. He, he recorded uh, Three to Get Ready and Good. And we met Jim Monroe. He was uh, he was working at that Jim Monroe. We ended up working with him a lot at um, at other studios beyond. He, Jim Monroe did um, Every Last Time with us and Always On. 
Oh, nice. So that, that ended up being beneficial then in the, in the end. You guys ended up meeting some uh, future guys you ended up working with later on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then how long how long did you guys have in the studio? I mean, is this is this one of those, uh, like, classic, like, you know, just get in, get it done real fast, or did you have a little time to record? Well, pretty much everything up throughout – the 90s it was the budgets were small i mean they were enough it was certainly enough it was like you know yeah you had three four days to do just about everything but usually three four days for basic tracks and then you know we could go i i i'd spend some time and and cut up the the sessions for vocals you know like a couple songs a day um, but yeah, if, uh, eventually, like if you added it up all the time, it'd be no more than a week, you know, trying to make a record. And then you know, mixing is you know, add on a few days or so. But as the, as we, you know, moved moved on and moved up, you know, the the budgets got a little bit bigger, and you know, we still it's still very modest compared to how a lot of you know big bands will record, but. Um, but yeah, we, we, the last few that we've done, it's been com- more comfortable since we have more time and you know a little more, you know, just more time to spend and you can we can kind of like camp out on a song or two for a little longer if we need it. But um, yeah, but we've we've never really had the uh, experience where it's like, hey, we're gonna rent a rent a house up in the Hollywood Hills and spend you know spend a month on a song. Or you know, we've never really <laughs> never had that experience. But um, yeah, it was, but for this band, you know, for the, for what we do, it's totally it's more than enough. I, I feel like I feel like within yeah, kind of what you guys do, and I, a lot of a lot of like your peers, and including a lot of bands of that era. I think there's a charm in that. Like we got a week to record this. Like I, I think there's I think there's a reason it kind of comes out the way it does. And there's an energy and stuff that would be lost if you you know if you if you did maybe one of those where you rented a house and you took forever. You spent yeah, you yeah. spent three months to get the right like snare tone or like something like that. It's like exactly. sometimes that's detrimental. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yes, yes. Some some records shouldn't be allowed to you know spend more than 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 that much time because it's just yeah it's just not what the uh, it's just not what the music is for. Like there's, I mean, if you're gonna make a I, I can't even you know a Counting Crows record or something, then yeah, then definitely spend some time and get the accordion and 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 uh, you know have the pedal steel guy come in or whatever you're gonna yeah. do, but. Um, for yeah, for a, for a game face record or, or any any band of of that genre and time frame, yeah, any, any more any more than a week, you're you're overthinking it. <laughs> and then for uh, you know, for three to get ready, I mean, is there like one or two songs on there? Maybe your most proudest of writing that like you listen to and still to this day you're like, oh man, like that that's a good song. Well, three three to get ready is a tough one to listen to, um, and 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 a lot of it just because like we you know it was it's a it's a fast record like we really like we couldn't possibly play like that anymore (laughs) if you really (laughs) listen to it um so i i don't i mean but i i think there's a there are a a good handful of really well done songs but i don't know if the performance on the record is is you know really does it justice i know that we revisited um, the only chance we get 
not too long ago we 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 re-recorded that as a b-side for our single come on down and that that's certainly one that we feel really strongly about we all love the song and we wanted to do it a little more justice just and not necessarily in production just in like performance um but yeah i would i would say that's a standout for, for three to get ready that's certainly my my standout song and then is is there like is there anything that you'd say maybe while you were writing or recording on good that when you guys went to do three to get ready that you like learned like i i guess it would be like kind of like a mistake whether it be in writing or recording that the first time around you did and when it was you know what i mean like then you were done you're like okay i don't want to do that again on this second record um we i think we for good we we wanted to really limit ourselves to having it sound as live as as we as we could you know like we didn't do you know many like guitar overdubs at all it was all very much like whatever it whatever it sounded like live that's how we wanted it to sound but i think we kind of let go of that a little bit when we did through to get ready we, we added some guitar extra guitar tracks and we didn't do anything over the top but we felt like okay now we can really we can kind of like fudge our sound a little bit we sound a little bit bigger i know we at that point i wasn't playing guitar yet but i was writing and so i had some guitar parts that i wanted to play on the record but they didn't necessarily you know they weren't they weren't parts that i was playing live but that was the one thing that we sort of like learned and then improved upon they, you know, we just sort of like layered it a little bit more on 3D Get Ready, just because we could. You know, also, we, we we wanted to sound a little more mature. We wanted to sound like like we were, you know, getting bigger and better as a band. But yeah, that's 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 really the the one the one difference between you know going from good to 3D Get Ready. And then who who is that that we hear? Uh, I, I I was I had forgotten about this until I was just listening to the record again but who is that that we hear talking at the end of the album on the end of home and then on a uh, time after time who, who uh, is yeah. that that that's um todd our guitar player his his grandfather oh okay he was yeah he was a a, a cop in los angeles and i guess shoot like the 20s or 30 i don't know again wow. I don't, the, all the years all the years sort of blend together but he was just talking he, he was talking so much todd recorded him um just telling stories about the old days and we just, yeah, we figured that was a, a funny one to put on the end, end of the record. Yeah. I, I like that. I, I, for, I had forgotten about it till the other day I was listening. I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to ask who is that? Yeah. Yeah. So then, then your next full length, every last time that one came out on revelation records, the next couple ones came out on revelation. How did you yeah. guys end up signing with them? Well, the, uh, Revelation is definitely like when we first started off as a band, that was, a, you know, the label has mystique, you know, it, it has a, a, a pretty rich history in this punk and hardcore scene. And we thought that if we were ever signed to Revelation Records, that would be the best, you know, like that would really be, that would, that would be all we needed, you know. And so when the opportunity came to try to make that happen, yeah, we we were we were all very very happy. It was kind of like realizing a a dream a kid a dream you had as a kid. Um, I mean, in hindsight, nothing really changed, you know, <laughs> as far as the band, you know, as far as the 
distribution and all that stuff. But just that we did, we had that star with the R on the back of our record, and we thought that was that was awesome. But um, Revelation had moved out to Southern California at the time, and we kind of you know we were friends with guys in Far Side and and Sensefield and Texas is the reason, and all the bands that we really connected with they were all on revelation. So we thought that that would made sense for us to be. And so, yeah, it just, it just worked out that, um, we, we were writing a pretty, pretty good record at the time. And, and, uh, I don't know how much convincing it took to get Jordan, the, the owner of the label to, um, to, um, sign us. But, um, but yeah, that it. But it happened, and, it, and it, yeah, it, it was it was great. That was that was definitely a, a, a diagonal move for us. We we thought, <laughs> you know, going coming from uh, Doctor Strange, which was you know primarily in the you know more punky sort of thing, and we kind of saw us as maturing out of that a little bit. And you know, like I said, when we when when we had when our friends are. Farside and Texas is the reason and Sensefield and Shades Apart, you know, it, it, it made a lot of sense for us to kind of, to kind of be in that, in that, on that end of, of things, um, on Revelation. Oh, totally. That, that totally makes sense. I mean, I, all, all the bands you just, uh, you know, Sensefield, uh, Texas, the reason yeah. all those, like, I feel like, yeah, you guys are all, those are all the bands that like, if I think of Revelation, like you guys in them and like, I don't know throw like Gorilla Biscuits in there, like maybe four bands that I think of when I think of the label. So yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. I, I feel like you guys were a great uh, a great fit for them, and then cool. uh, you know I mean like like you said too I mean you put you put a couple records out with them you did every last time and then uh, in two thousand you guys put out always on, and yeah. uh, I mean at that point you were a band Game Face was a band almost a decade at this point I mean where where was the band mm-hmm. was the band still fun were you guys like were there tensions like where were you almost a decade into the band at this point. Um, it definitely became less fun at the end of at the end of the decade. Like you know, really, the 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 time in between every last time and the tours and making always on. There was certainly a change of you know, uh, especially the the writing. I, I, like, and I don't know if it was all that I was. I started you know started playing guitar with the band, so I started writing more. Uh, I played guitar on every last time and then when it came time to write stuff for another another record i kind of just took it upon myself sort of writing everything sort of just kind of taking it over for better or worse um and then but then i and at the same time i was feeling like i wasn't getting support from from the rest of the group but also at the same time i kind of enjoyed it because i i you know I, i wanted to sort of you know be the you know the the steering wheel for the for the band um and at the same time our bass player paul decided you know that this really wasn't for him anymore and that was kind of a a difficult departure by the time that always on was done and recorded and ready to be released paul was on the way out like i think he would he probably didn't even make it up to the release date of the of the album oh wow so that was that was tough and, and you know we could definitely feel we, we all we all kind of felt it and it, and i mean i love i do love always on i love the songs but it's not it it doesn't give me the same feeling that 
three to get ready or every last time does like it, which were you know more group efforts than than um uh, than always on but um but yeah but we we hung on and we we had guy julian from who's was playing in um the band brown lobster tank which became the tank and uh, so he joined the band uh, after Paul had left, and we hung on for another yet another record <laughs> that we may <laughs> or may not or we probably like if you, if you talk to me in my darkest moment, four to go was probably a record that shouldn't have been done. Oh really? Have been made, but uh, we kind of like squeezed that one out. And then by the end of by the by the end of that one, and, and again, same story. We made it just until the release date. Uh, Steve decided he was done, and he left the band. And that was that's when we we just we just couldn't really even justify keeping the band together anymore. So Four to Go came out, and then we were done. And that was probably 2003, I think. Oh, okay. It's so like the last. So what would you say then? Maybe even like the last four or five years, of the band things were kind of. Uh... Things were kind of iffy. Yeah, they were. Yeah, <laughs> when you really lay it all out there, yeah, there wasn't. There, there, there were some great years, but that, that, and it did, it did become a little wobbly here and there. And I guess, I guess, I should say that too, like without, without a, you know, like putting words in your mouth, saying it, like the whole thing was terrible. I'm sure there were good times, but yeah, o- overall, it right. seems like things were a little shaky for that. Yeah, time. I mean, like, like I said, with any relationship, you, 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 you start off as as one thing and you evolve into another and you just got to pray that you end up liking the, the person that you're, that you're with when they change into whoever they're going to ultimately be. And and it's hard. It's hard to know. It's hard to predict what everyone's going to do or whatever. Like I, I didn't really care about doing the band as a full-time thing for a lot of that, those later years, like, you know, from from always on to three to get or always on to four to go. I was kind of like, yeah, I'll do it, but I, 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 this isn't like I was trying to start a family and start a career and and really get get a little more serious about my life. Um, and not everyone was on that page, and so that that was a tough thing, you know. I was wondering so. that too. That was actually going to be you, you kind of answered it, but <clears throat> I mean, I was going to ask that like. Because, you know, even though, yeah, tensions tensions are how they are for, you know, for however many years in the band, like we also said, you're a decade in. So I was wondering that if it was tough at all to go, hey, this isn't super fun anymore, but at the same time, it's like, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, you've put all this time and effort in. I was wondering that if it was tough at all, like, you know, when the turmoil started, where it's like, well, I don't just yeah. want to throw this away. Totally, yeah. It's like having a kid, like, or, you know, like, or, or you you know you raise it and it becomes something else and but you can't just you can't just give it away you, you have to kind of like i i really i felt you know like like we really needed to see it through although everyone you know everyone's relationship to it was was different it was changing all the time but it was hard to to know if it was even right for us to continue or to just 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 to stop and so, um, yeah, looking back, we, I, like, I feel like maybe, I don't know. I mean, everything happens. I don't know if I, this isn't true. People say this, everything happens for a reason, but I think things, things happen for various reasons. But I think that, uh, the, the, 
because we broke up and we took all that time finally did and, and, and you know whether that was too late or too soon or, or that's uh, up for debate still but coming back to it from you know almost nine ten years at, later so going from 2003 to 2012 finally like you know acknowledging the past and 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 also coming to accept that a lot of the things that we were so that we that we didn't see eye to eye on and that we were kind of like the, the stuff that kind of like kept us apart none of that really mattered anymore like you know being 10 years older and just a little more mature and a little more like a lot of the uh, a lot of the reasons that we were holding on to the band none of those were even factors anymore the only factor in 2012 when we got back together the only factor or the only reason to do the band was because we we loved each other and we you know we wanted to have a good time and that was and that was sort of liberating and fun when we finally did get back together and none of the other old bullshit mattered anymore it was just like let's just play the songs and let's see if we, we let's see if we have a good time there was no no decisions to make it wasn't like you know like it wasn't it was, yeah it just became really easy Please. so um but 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 i think that had we just remained a band and sort of just would grind it out the, the next the whole decade we probably wouldn't have gotten we probably would have imploded at some point or it would just been so dreadful that we wouldn't you know no one would really even care anymore we would maybe not write a record that we're super proud of because when we got back together and always or i'm sorry uh now is what matters now was made i feel like that was that was a great moment for us and our, probably our best material of course coming like way way after our, our prime but um but i think if we you know if we stayed a band and kept on going we probably wouldn't we probably wouldn't have gotten to that we probably wouldn't have gotten to that point with our friendships and we probably wouldn't have got that to that point with the, you know, the material and the songs and, and, and all that sort of stuff. That, that has to feel good. I mean, as a songwriter being so, so satisfied with your reunion record, because I mean, that can, that can go either way. You know, there's so many people. Oh, that, that's for sure. I mean, I, and, well, that's how I was pretty resistant when we first started. We went like, let's just play the old songs. It's going to be great. No new material. I said that so many times. But then one song happened, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good." And then I was like, "Okay." And then another, you know, we just—it just—it just felt right, and we just said, "Just let's do it." And who cares if nobody? Who cares if nobody cares? And we got a chance to make a record that we we love, you know, and and um, we do. I mean, it was certainly it didn't it didn't like you know it wasn't like a springboard we didn't come back to sort of you know jawbreaker level mystique or uh you know texas is the reason level you know whatever but uh i'm i was glad that we were able to to write another chapter and, and not have the end of the band be this sort of like you know ho-hum album that came out and we sort of imploded <laughs> and then you know, it was it was great to at least put it, 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 if this is the end or not. It's a better bookend than it was. 
um, you know, had, had we not had this opportunity. So it's, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have all these second chances as, as time goes on. I know you mentioned, I mean, if it, if, you know, it could be the last game face album, you'd be happy. I mean, do you, could you see I know, a big hypothetical, but I mean, could you see another in the chamber? I mean, do you, do you feel like you don't want to do another one? You feel like you want to end on that? I'm kind of, to be honest, I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah. Um, I, I did try, like, we, we have tried here and there, or at least, you know, me and a, you know, me and guy, the bass player have been kind of trading riffs and stuff and then we even got together i can't remember it was probably like well right around the john bunch memorial we, we were we got together and we were trying to work on some new material and it just didn't it didn't feel like it, it didn't feel the way it felt when we were when, when we first got back, back together and and we're writing songs for now is what matters now it just didn't feel up to that level and i think we've set the bar that high i don't want to put out something that's not great you know like we did the uh, a single the I owe, I owe you one single and i felt like that song is pretty damn good i felt like i felt that song makes me feel like it's um you know it could have been on three to get ready and so we we so that one came out and a couple of years ago for a record store day we just did us that single but uh, the idea of a new album at the moment, I don't see it, but who knows? I mean, I, I didn't see, I didn't see getting back together and doing an entire album five years ago. So who knows? It's yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in the prediction business anymore. That's for sure. <laughs> I re- you know what though, as a, as a fan and someone who obviously would go listen to that record, I respect that you can go, Hey, I, we haven't written anything as good as the last record yet, so we don't want to just put out whatever comes to our mind. You know, I I, I like that because if you do that, I feel like I've seen enough bands lately who are kind of in kind of similar boats to you, where like you know they're they're maybe maybe we're around '90s or whatever, where kind of when they started, you broke up a while, you got back together, and you kind of have that turmoil of our what we're writing is good. But those ones that take a while to put out where you're not just putting out a record every two years or forcing that, a lot of times end up coming out great. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. maybe you yeah, don't feel yeah, yeah. it now, but it's like, who knows? You know, maybe maybe years from now you end up writing the next, be- you know, something that even outshines that. But the fact that you're honest about it too, you know, instead of going, well, maybe we shit out three bad records and then hopefully, right. you know, the fourth yeah. one's good, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to... You definitely don't want to just force anything and so yeah we're i'm i'm i mean because yeah we didn't i didn't go about go about it like that when we did now is what matters now so it's i'm gonna let it let it happen it's it it, it, it almost feels like some something something major has to happen to sort of kick us into feeling like it's time um, I don't know if a global pandemic is is the thing <laughs> <laughs> right now, but uh, but yeah, it's you never know, you never know. But hey, I, fair, I definitely fair enough. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. So you know. future, it's it's who would who would have who would have uh, <laughs> who would have predicted this? You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I, I didn't want to go back. I know 10 years ago, you know, we're talking about the 20th anniversary of uh, Always On. And then 10 years ago for its 10th anniversary, 
I know you went back and you recorded the record, uh, an acoustic version of it. Sounds sounds really good. I thought you did a great job on yeah. it. Was it Thanks. was it easy transitioning those songs over? I mean, like when you started writing them, did you write them acoustic to begin with anyway? Yeah, like the, the, those songs, that was an easy an easy way easy one to like kind of go back because that one most uh, if not all those songs just began as songs i was just playing at, at home and and writing on my own anyway so the, i felt like that was a uh, that one made sense to just strip it all back down and 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 play them how i played them you know before before i even showed them to the band I, I like that. There's a few too where like even even the style I mean, even laughable, like laughable might even just to kick it off might even be like the best example of that where I go, it sounds like it sounds obviously so different from the from the game face version, but at the same time it sounds like it was always written to you know what I mean, to like be that way. Yeah. Right? yeah it's especially you know, especially laughable. Laughable was a song like in I don't know when it was, ninety nine or two thousand, like you know, before before we even had been writing songs for always on I, that was a finished song of mine and and um not even not even really i didn't really have it in mind to be a game face song at the beginning i didn't know i kind of didn't know where that was going to land um and then by the time you know game face started you know, rehearsing and, and, and making, you know, doing songs for, for the next record, I said, well, I have this sort of country song and we can make, you know, we can kind of make this, you know, we can do, you know, put a little game face on it and see what happens. But yeah, it, it definitely, that one for sure was written, not even with game face in mind at, at first. It has so a it, singer songwriter yeah. kind of vibe to it. Like totally could yeah. see like a Paul Westerberg or someone like up there playing something like that. Just, just works yeah. really well in that acoustic setting. Right on. You know, but, cool, uh, thanks. you know, we had you on here a few years ago on the radio show. We, uh, we talked about at the time you're doing your, your, uh, side project broken trophy. You guys did that cover of jawbreakers. Oh, yeah, Want. Yeah. Another, another yeah. great, uh, cover. And then recently you put out two unreleased covers. Um, like we were just talking about their placements. My favorite band, you guys, you did a, a, a oh, yeah, yeah. cover of Aiken to be and big, big drill car Swanson. And I know both mm-hmm. of those were unreleased. Like you, like they just got released recently, but they were recorded a while back. What, what were both yeah. of those originally recorded for? The, uh, the replacement song, I, I don't even, I, the, the, like, again, the years sort of blend in. It was probably like 2007 or eight or something like that. Uh, there was a, a, a tribute, a replacements tribute album. I was asked to contribute a song to, and like a lot of great compilations, they just they never end up happening. Like, or the, you know, the bands don't end up coming through. And um, I don't even remember the details, but I remember having the song, and I recorded it with um, my buddy Robbie Wrist at the time. He was the drummer for my solo band, and we just. We, I was excited about it because I thought, oh, we're going to be on this re- replacement tribute, and there's a bu- there was a few other really cool bands, you know, slated to be on it, and it just never it just never came out. So we, I've had that song just in my pocket for for over a decade. Oh wow! So yeah, so it just it had been sitting around. So I finally said, you know, now that you know now that it's so easy to put up a song on Bandcamp or whatever, I figured it's now's the time. 
but I remember when we, we did that, I said, I want to do this replacement song and I, I, I love it. And my instinct is to play it just how it sounds because that's kind of my vibe anyway. It's kind of like a jangly, you know, alt country kind of sounding song. But I said, what if we do, what if we take the song and we do it um, like Weezer would do it? And so that's kind of where that arrangement came. It's like, what would, what would Weezer do was our, was our <laughs> sort of uh, template for, for doing that. But yeah, so that ended up being that. And then the big drill car one, that was when that was, they were on the verge of reuniting and there was a big, uh, a tribute record, which actually did come out. So that was actually released, but I wanted to, I kind of wanted to have everything all in one place, so I put the single of it on my Bandcamp. This is like again, ton, like at least ten years after, um, after that had, that had come out. But I recorded that with the band, with the the, the my solo band, the Good Times band. Um, we recorded that all. You know, everyone played, and 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 and. Uh, so yeah, that was that was probably. 2009 or something like that oh wow yeah both yeah both of them you had you had for a while there then yeah 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 no those are those so, and, and there's and there's probably more i, I just oh, every, really? every once in a while i'll dig through i'll dig through the archives and find something that's fun and i'll i'll put it up on the i'll put it up on the band camp site yeah your band camp uh, uh i mean we'll definitely talk about more in a second too but i mean your band camp's a great place for people because yeah you always i feel like you're always putting up random uh I mean, whether like we were talking about, you know, the the live songs you've been doing during the quarantine, the covers, mm-hmm. like a bunch of uh, yeah. cool kind of kind of stuff you can find there um, on on your Bandcamp page. Yeah, there's definitely stuff that's on there that's not you, know, you won't find on like Spotify or iTunes or whatever. But yeah, that that that's certainly the place. And then outside of the covers, um, I mean, you know, like we've been talking about, you definitely been musically active lately. Um, when this, when the quarantine's over, I mean, do you have, when, that's a big when, but it's like when it's over, um, you have any plans? Like, I mean, you, you expect to, uh, kind of go back to playing shows, any music for like your solo project or anything else that you have planned coming up? Yeah. I, I always have a few things circling around. I, I was, well, I, I had to cancel a tour of the UK. I was going to just do a solo tour and that was supposed to be in, april so that'll have to get rescheduled somehow and that's just you know so solo acoustic stuff um aside from trying to get out and playing more solo shows i have or the there's also there is a broken trophy seven inch that's gonna be out oh nice hopefully yeah hopefully hopefully i'll know more details about that within the month but that's yeah, that's actually being pressed and, and ready to go. It's a it's just two songs. It's the Jawbreaker cover and a, and a Green Day cover. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so we we did that. And for those of you who don't know, uh, I know we talked about it on the show, but yeah, it's Josh from Yellow Card and my buddy Matt Cade, who's a guy from uh, England who w- w- was in a, um, some cool bands. One called um, Not Tonight and the Headaches, and then Kai Smith from Australia who. He's just an amazing drummer. He, he played drums on it. But we, we all, we did, you know, obviously everyone recorded in their respective uh, countries. And uh, it was like, you know, just kind of this recording, this transcontinental recording project. And we just picked, you know, a couple 
songs of, of bands that we loved and, you know, sort of our, our big influences for doing what we do. But yeah, so it's a Green Day and a Jawbreaker cover and it'll be on limited vinyl soon. And I don't really know, I don't really have many, many other details yet, but that, that should start coming out soon. But aside from that, I have an, uh, another new band that is, we've been chipping away at a record for like a year and the band's called Low Coast. And that one, these guys, it's it's no one who I've ever played with before. Nobody really from uh, from our music scene, but these guys, they're like some of the most talented musicians I've I've ever played with. And I wrote a bunch of songs and sort of brought them in. And we spent a year just messing around. And and basically, we spent a year with those guys making my songs as good as they can be. And that it's it's it's. It's really cool. We're taking it slow. I mean, of course, now everything everything is slow, but <laughs> yeah. we're taking it slow, figuring out like what we're gonna do with the record, or are we gonna release a single, or are we gonna? I don't know. It's just it's hard to say. But that's just a, a, another project that's on the back burner for right now that I really I feel pretty strongly about. But right now, it's like it's no one's attention is on some dude's new new band so, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna let it let it go for a little while and, and figure it out but um if, if things start to to go well or you know in, in in life i'll be able to get back into the studio with them maybe just one one member at a time <laughs> but we'll 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 start to uh to finish some of these songs that we that we've that we've worked on we have one that's done and nine more that are kind of in various stages of of being done but yeah but that, that'll that's for me that's really exciting it's a brand new band and it's a little bit of a different sound but um it's it's pretty cool i, I played a, a song for a friend of mine and he said it sounds like uh if neil young and death cab for cutie had a had a band together Ooh, that's a so it's, you it's got me cool, intrigued. Yeah. That's a good that's a good like way to get someone intrigued. I'm like, yeah, I want to hear yeah. what that sounds like. Yeah, it, it it that is a pretty pretty good description of it. it. So yeah, I'm 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 excited. Is this something? I mean, and you said too, like the guys you're working with uh, outside of the scene, it being a little left field for you. I mean, is this stuff? Have you have you ever written this way, or is this like? Did you kind of take yourself out of your comfort zone for this? Would you say like for writing writing for this one? I, th- I think what I did, which was new, newer for me, is I just allowed somebody else to interpret the songs because I'm so used to it being like, I'm so used to running the show. Like, I hear this is the song. This is how it goes. This is how, this is what I think you should play on it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I kind of know what the song is going to sound like before we even, you know, before we even play it. And for this, I was... I approached it as okay. I took these songs as far as I'm. I can take them, but I'm completely open to seeing what you guys or how you interpret it. You know, and so, um, yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot of it. I kind of, you know, we sort of just discovered the songs a little bit more, and uh, it made it more exciting for me because, you know, their songs are certainly better for it. That, that's and, really. I mean, cool. there's yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's, yeah. It's certainly been a it's been a fun process. It's it's a it's a bummer because I haven't seen them for 
for months. But um, I imagine we'll, we'll we'll make it happen sometime soon. But yeah, that's musically that's kind of the next the next step for me. But then again, I have no idea like how it's going to be released or when it's going to get done or I, I just don't know. But but it's been fun. It's been it's been a you know it's been a good way for for I always need something to obsess over, and that <laughs> for the last year or so that's been that's been the thing. That's awesome. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. I mean, that's uh, it's going to be interesting too. I mean, even just as a musician to hear you playing with people outside of uh, outside yeah, of yeah, the yeah. scene, and and I'm sure too. I mean, as a as a musician myself, that can be. I don't know if people realize how hard that can be sometimes. Giving other people reign over your because it's your baby. Sometimes your songs are your baby, so that can be a very difficult thing to get over. Being like, here, for sure, do for as sure, you yeah. will with this. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I really, I did. It, even at the beginning, I, I, I really trusted these guys because I, I love the, what they, you know, they're, they're all like pros. They, they work, they actually, they're, two of them are, they have a, uh, a company that they compose music for film and TV and they just, they, oh, they nice. just know their stuff. Yeah. These guys are super pro. And, and, and so I trusted their instincts already. Um, and, you know, and they come from slightly different backgrounds from me musically. And so I was just sort of like, you know, we would, we would, you know, we'd get into a song and by the end of the night, it would, you know, it would evolve. And I would just be sort of amazed, like, oh, wow, I wrote that. Like, I, like, <laughs> nice. I, this is a song that, you know, began here and, and it's, 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 it's been great. So that's been, you know, and, and it's been different because that's not the way that uh any of my bands have been it's you know um have been run especially in recent you know recent years so that's been an, a nice uh departure oh yeah I bet, well the the other thing too like you brought up with them uh doing film scores and stuff i mean just talking about how different you probably approach the music they probably are coming up with ideas you would never you know what i mean just from where oh, your head sure. would be as a musician like you're probably thinking of things that they wouldn't think of because they're not thinking you know it's like the you know the singer how the singer game face would like write a song and then you wouldn't exactly. write a song you know vice versa so no that yeah. that's yeah that's exciting seems like you got yeah. a lot coming up yeah it's cool I'm, I'm i'm very very excited so as we close up yeah. here you know where can uh if you want to give the quick rundown like you know where people can find you online where they can find your music online also if you want to uh if you want to mention it she has some really good songs i know your daughter's been uh putting some stuff out too if you want to kind of let people know about yeah, that she's shoot man like that that's a whole other interview in itself she's been crushing it she um yeah she put out an ep a while back just you know we i just kind of put it out we just put it out ourselves but she um got signed to a label a really cool label called lauren records and they are re-releasing that ep Oh, nice. Um, in the they're in the process of doing that right now, and they just sort of announced her last week. And uh, yeah, they're like a very cool young label, like just indie punk. You know, like they're, they're, they 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 kind of just run the gamut of of like anything that's super cool and hip that I don't even really understand. <laughs> they're really, it, it's it, it's great, and and they've been super nice. And you know, Melody's so young, but yeah, sure, yeah. If you want to check out Lauren Records they have some really great bands even you know apart from from my daughter but uh they've got some really they just have a cool vibe 
and her her album her EP comes out in June. But right now, a single is available. You can check that out. But um, as far as my you know like my, like my Bandcamp, that's easy to find. Um, that's really it. Like you know, I'm 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 I don't really. I've been keeping it small these days. There's not really too much. There's my my Instagram. My Instagram is it's not my name, but you you can you can certainly find find me. It's four two. Well, it's fortunate son, but it's spelled four two n eight s o n. I didn't realize that's, that's what it's. That, that's yeah. cool. I always wondered yeah. what that meant. <laughs> yeah, so that's me uh, on Instagram. Yeah, if you want to drop me a a message, have a with a song request, you can do that for sure. Yeah, I definitely I prefer Instagram. I'm not a Facebook fan. I have a Facebook page, but. Mark Zuckerberg can can go suck himself. <laughs> go but, suck uh, yourself, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I enjoy I enjoy the Instagram. But yeah, other than that, yeah, I'm just kind of just happy. I'm happy to still be doing making music and things because I'm getting pretty old. And you know, like my kid is like killing it, and which you know puts it in perspective for me right now. Like, because I was, well, I wasn't even. I was a little older than her when I started. So she's got a, a couple of years jump on the whole thing. Um, but yeah, like, but yeah, it just, it's a reminder how, how long it's been and how, you know, how times have changed, but I'm, 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 I'm yeah, I, I am. I'm fortunate that you even wanted to talk to me. So I appreciate that. Like, you know, like the, the, the little things that I still get to do and I still get to go and play every once in a while. And, and that's a bonus at this point. No, as a, as a fan, I'm happy you're uh, you're staying active and uh, keeping yeah, up with stuff it. too. It's you know that that's I think it's important too. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, artists and stuff who don't keep up with things like that, and that bites you in the ass in the end. So true, yeah, you know? yeah. It's definitely a necessary evil to kind of stay on, you know, stay up with what's modern and and what's you know when we first when Game Face booked our first tour, we did it all through. Uh, writing letters and um, and calling on the telephone, and that's that, that's not how you book tours anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely no, not. No website. Definitely no one probably booking tours that way anymore, or uh, sending sending your uh, CD to clubs or anything like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah, we, we were sending we were sending we were sending cassettes. <laughs> oh damn! Clubs, and uh, yeah, and that's that's how that's how we met a lot of our friends that we're still friends with today. You know, we 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 sent out we found all the we looked up in maximum rock and roll or Flipside magazine. And we've tried to find bands that looked like they sounded like us. (laughs) And we just sent out our tape and said, Hey, you know, we're from this, you know, from California, you're from, you know, wherever you're from Minnesota, you know, or Austin, Texas or whatever. If you like our band, we'll come play. And that's how, that's how, that's how it begins. But now it's really super easy to, you know, to find your people. Oh yeah. No, no, internet, internet has changed everything. It, it seems, yeah. you know, it, it definitely seems like it has for better or worse, you know, however, yeah, however true, you want to look true. at it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, this is, this has been fun. So, uh, people definitely go check out Jeff's Bandcamp page, go check out his daughter's music, what he is doing. It sounds like once quarantine's over, it sounds like you're going to hit the ground running. I mean, you, you sound, you sound like you're going to be busy. So there's definitely stuff to uh, stay connected with Jeff on. Right and, on. And uh, right now we're gonna play some. Uh, we'll play some game face. We'll play. Uh, we'll play some of those covers and whatnot as well. And we'll kick it off right now with one off three to get ready. Turning twenty five this year. Here's only chance we get right here on the Power Chord Hour. One, two, three. 
That was Game Face with Laughable off Always On, and before that was Only Chance We Get from Game Face off their record, Three to Get Ready. I want to thank Jeff again for calling in and doing that. That was so much fun. Like I said, you know, I got to interview him a couple years ago, but I mean, it was like a really quick, uh, just real short and sweet interview about uh, Broken Trophy, which we did talk about um, in this episode, too. I'm stoked to hear that they're going to be releasing a 7-inch, and it's funny, too, because I was going to ask him about Broken Trophy, but I actually assumed that they weren't together anymore. So, like, originally I was going to ask him, and then later on, like, as I was, like, kind of getting questions ready for the interview, I'm kind of like, well, you know, it's like, I, I don't know, I, I assume, and I, I guess that's what I get for assuming, but I'm like, yeah, I don't think they're really a band anymore, so I'm like, I'm not even going to ask them. It's like, you know, they really they really haven't put anything out in two years, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of leave that alone. Like, I'm assuming that was just kind of a, a one-and-done thing, but I'm very stoked to hear that it's not. But uh, stay connected with Jeff. You know, he, he's all over the internet. Jeff Cadill himself. He is on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Gameface is on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So you can find them uh, both there. And uh, jeffcadill.bandcamp.com. Uh, go check him out. Like, like we were talking about in there. I mean, tons and tons of music on there. And uh, also his uh, daughter. You should definitely go check out some of Melody's music. I'm going to play uh, one of her songs at the uh, end of the podcast here. Let you check it out. It's really, really good stuff. And uh, I'll also play you, I've played on here before, but I'm going to play that Aiken to Be cover from uh, that, that Jeff did for that Replacements uh, tribute record that never came out. Really, really good. And you'll, you'll get to see what he's talking about, where he's like, it's like if the repla- it's like if Weezer covered the Replacements. Like, he did an amazing job on it. Really, really cool. But, uh, yeah, I loved having him on when he has uh, some more new stuff out. We'll definitely have him back on. Always a great, great guest. And uh, that's a fun thing of doing the show for a couple years now. I've had a few people where we're on to like our second appearance now, you know, where they come on like a second time. And uh, I always like that. You know, I, I always, uh, I always enjoy that. You know, I get to, cause I always think of things too, you know, like, like I, like, like it was so short the first time I interviewed Jeff that there were so many questions I had later on that it's like, Oh, like I'm so happy I got to talk to him again. Cause it's like, yeah, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I asked him, you know, the, the first time I interviewed him, I don't know, maybe I asked him like eight questions or whatever. And then it's like, when the interview's over, after, after you've asked those eight questions, you think of like another 15 to ask. So, uh, yeah, I was happy to have him back on. We'll definitely have him on again. And I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know what you thought. Powercordhour at gmail.com. Hit me up. And uh, I have, I literally, I'm looking at it right now at uh, our pile of, uh, of radio swag, if you will, free shit that I uh, give out to listeners. I literally have one Powercord Hour t-shirt left. A uh, shout out to Grace who uh, got those made for us last year, and we're down to the very last one. They're absolutely free. I give them out to anyone who listens to the show. 
So just hit me up. It is a size large, but email me powercordhour at gmail.com. Just shoot me your address. I will uh, I'll ship you one and send you one out completely free. The very last one. And uh, we'll probably get some more made sometime in the future. But uh, until then, you'll be getting the last one. So let me know if you'd like a free Power Chord Hour shirt. Would love to send you one. I also have Power Chord Hour pins. So hit me up there uh, on our email. I can send you out some free pins. All that good radio swag. Take some free shit. I, I love free shit. So I, I just assume everyone else loves free shit too. So if you want some, hit me up if you want some free shit. Powercordhour at gmail.com. That, 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 folks, is how you sell yourself and your product. And uh, and also follow the show. We are at Hour on uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Spotify. We're on, oh, I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I'm blanking there. Like I, like I just lost one. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, and uh, YouTube. Those, those are the big, f- those are the big five to go check us out on. I mean, I'd say check out the podcast, but you're obviously listening to it right now. Do subscribe though, wherever you uh, get your podcasts and rate us, if you will, give us a five-star review if you uh, if you would be ever so rad. If you want to though, I, I hate these podcasts where it was like, rate us five stars. And it's like, nah, man, like if you think this podcast sucks, don't give me five stars. <laughs> like I don't want five stars if you think this blows. Like I hate that. Don't, don't let, you know what? Don't let podcasters bully you into that. If they, if they, uh, no, I, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say on principle, you know, if a podcast is bad and they're like adamantly telling you rate it five stars, you just on principle got to give it one, but don't do that. That that's actually, that's actually pretty rotten. Don't do that. But, uh, uh, you know, there, there I am, uh, doing that great branding again. But anyway, if you do enjoy what you're listening to, please subscribe, tell your friends, uh, rate the podcast. I love doing this. And uh, I have a lot of fun doing it. And obviously, I like it a lot more if I know that people are enjoying what I'm putting out. So let me know if you like what you're hearing. Or if you're not, give me some constructive criticism. I, uh, I take it all. PowerCordHour at gmail.com. But as the episode for this week, if you want to check out the radio show, we are on 107.9 WRFA in Jamestown, New York, every Friday night at 10 Eastern. We'll be airing uh, this interview this Friday night on the uh, episode, spinning a bunch of Game Face and a bunch more, probably even more than this. I mean, you know, we, we played a couple songs on the podcast. On the radio show, though, we'll probably spin like tons. It'll probably probably like 10 songs or whatever. We'll have a lot more time for it. But uh, yeah, check that out if you'd like. Uh, if you're not in Jamestown, you can listen anywhere in the world, WRFALP.com. Go there. You can stream the uh, radio station so you can listen to us every Friday. Oh, sorry. Every Friday night. And uh, also we have an iPhone app, not the Power Cord Hour, but WRFA does where you can stream the station. So uh, just search WRFA in your app store and uh, you can download that, stream it, and listen to us every Friday night on there as well as all the other rad programming on uh, that station. And they really are, man. Like... Like they, uh, WRFA is really actually cool. Like, like they play, you, you can turn it on and like, like maybe you'll hear like some like really old school jazz. And then 10 minutes later, later you'll hear like a buzzcock song and then you'll hear like a Menzinger song. And then you'll hear like something like an eighties new wave. And then James Brown will come on and it's like, it's, it's just so rad, you know, it's so eclectic. And uh, same with the shows, you know, we, you got a show like mine where we play punk and alternative. And uh, my buddy used to do a show on Saturday nights on there that was all old school hip hop, you know. So uh, we are we are all around the spectrum on there. We play like anything you can think of. So definitely check out uh, 107.9 WRFA if you'd like. And uh, that is it for this episode. So for the Power Chord Hour, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thanks for listening.
is kind of like a movie that everyone rushes to see and no one understands it sitting in their seats she Well, I saw one.